African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to yet another interactive installment of African Dialogue. You are tuned into Channel Africa, your gateway to Africa, and the voice of the African Renaissance. I'm your host, Kumbaro Mujarele, and we are currently on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. Now, the year 2017 was a very eventful year, full of drama and headlines, one of the most uh, notable ones, of course, was uh, the forced uh, removal uh, from office of uh, Zimbabwean President Robert Mugabe. Now, today on the show, we're looking at some of the most interesting developments that we should expect this year, the year 2018. We will look at specific countries and uh, the continent as a whole. Now, to discuss uh, this further, I am joined on the line by a panel of experts. We have uh, Professor Shadrach Guto. Uh, he is, of course, a constitutional law expert. And uh, Lee Vindo is a political analyst, as well as uh, Dr. William Mpofu. He is also a political analyst. Welcome. Thank you all for joining us here on the program. Thank you very much. And uh, we wish a happy new year to your listeners. Thank you. Compliments of the new year. All right, all right. Let me start with you, uh, Prof. Guto. A very eventful year when one looks back at the year 2017 uh, from Angola's former president, Jose Eduardo dos Santos, stepping down as uh, the ruling party leader uh, to the demise of uh, President Robert Mugabe in uh, Zimbabwe. All this uh, happening in 2017. How do you see 2018 uh, panning out, Prof.? Uh, uh, in terms of uh, the body politic on uh, the continent? Well, Africa is moving forward, and within that, there are a lot of things that are taking place. And one of those of last year, which you have already mentioned, was really Dos Santos stepping down. And uh, we have a situation where Robert Mugabe in Zimbabwe was removed from office because he didn't he, he wanted to rule for life. And I think those are important uh, points to mark. But at the same time, we did have in Liberia. Uh, uh, George Ware taking over from uh, Salis Johnson, and I think that is also important. So we have had changes in terms of leaders, presidents of those countries. But there are others which are still in the process of unfolding in 19, uh, in 2018, and those in my view uh, the situations in the Democratic Republic of Congo, 
in South Africa. And indeed, we are going to see quite a lot of uh, uh, contestations in places like Togo and so on. So it is not over yet. Sure. But at the same time, it is one where we want to see how does Morocco come back to the African Union when it had moved out of the organization of African unity because of Western Sahara. How is Africa going to deal with that as we move forward? Sure. So there's a whole lot which is uh, going on on the continent in terms of leadership positions at the level of heads of state and government, but there are also a whole lot uh, that are going to take place. I think in South Africa we are going to have a lot of contestation because I think people are being beginning to call for the new president of the ruling party, the African National uh, Congress, really to indicate that the President Jacob Zuma will not be a president by the end of this year. And it's not only Selulamaphosa, it's the top state, which is the National Executive Committee. Sure made up of the president of the party, the treasurer of the party, the uh, secretary general of the party, the deputy, and, uh, and so on. And they have to, at this point, be able to say, President Jacob Zuma is a liability. He is allowed to remain in power Okay, Prof. Let, let, then the African National Congress will have problems. Sure. Let, let me bring in here uh, Mr. Ndo. Do you agree with uh, Professor Guto, Mr. Ndo? Good morning to you, Kumbuzo. Good morning to my colleagues and the listeners. Yes, indeed, I agree. Um, I think 2017 was quite a, an eventful year. Uh, if you look at Af- across Africa, as Professor Guto has actually indicated, a lot of things actually happened, and that made uh, 2017 a very, very short year and busy year uh, politically. And I think uh, one, uh, uh, there are few areas that, for me, uh, uh, have raised issues that I think one has to focus on. Uh, in the main, uh, Zimbabwe, as uh, uh, Professor Guto has uh, touched on earlier on. Um, one never expected that 2017 would bring uh, the drastic change in Zimbabwe, not ne- necessarily uh, uh, changes in terms of um, the highest expectations of the people, but whoever thought that uh, uh, Robert Mugabe would ever leave office. Um, this is the person who has been running Zimbabwe since 1980, and in a very, very short space of time, uh, the people of Zimbabwe had to force uh, uh, to come up with demonstrations that made Mr. Mugabe to vacate office. And that has actually opened a brand new chapter in Zimbabwe. The mindset of the Zimbabweans five months ago 
is a totally different one now, even though there's not been drastic changes in terms of the political parties, in terms of um, removing the party from office. But I think the Zimbabwean politics have been personalized, that the, the, the challenges facing Zimbabwe had to be related to one person, and that is uh, Mr. Mugabe. Also, at the same time, uh, Kumbuzo, the developments that happened in Lesotho, um, you you then know that um, the the political situation in in Lesotho has always been characterized by instability. Uh, Even though they have gone through uh, other elections, and there seems to be some form of stability. What we need to sit and see in, the, in, in Lesotho is as to whether they'll be able to maintain stability and work together as different political parties. Sure. Now, now we, we know that uh, President Mugabe's regime is water under the bridge now. What do you think uh, President, uh, President Mnangagwa will do this year in order to bring about that long-awaited stability in the country, uh, Dr. Mpofu? Yes, um, I think the problem um, that we have in Africa and in the world at large is that uh, Robert Mugabe clearly overstayed um, his mandate and uh, his welcome and uh, he committed um, atrocities and crimes against the people of Zimbabwe uh, over a period of um, uh, three decades. Uh, and uh, that uh, reality where Robert Mugabe was no longer uh, wanted by Zimbabweans themselves has uh, created an unfortunate situation where uh, Zimbabweans themselves, Africa and the world at large, have had to celebrate a coup d'etat uh, because uh, the hatred uh, that people had for Mugabe has even blinkered Zimbabweans themselves to welcome a coup. And uh, a coup by individuals uh, that participated with Robert Mugabe in committing genocide, atrocities, political violence, corruption, and other uh, crimes against the people of Zimbabwe and against humanity. So the paradox and the historical irony in Zimbabwe is that people have had to celebrate a coup, and a coup conducted by people that are implicated together with Robert Mugabe in the genocide, the corruption, and the tyranny that has taken uh, place in Zimbabwe. But, That's, but, um, but, but, how but others, yes. others would uh, disagree with you and say that it wasn't actually a coup, it was a, a peaceful handover of power, hey? It cannot be a peaceful handover of power if other people have had to go to exile, if other people have had to be jailed. And the Constitution was subverted, and as I speak, Perpetrators of the Kukura Wundi genocide are now in power as ministers and as uh, deputy presidents and as presidents. That's a gloomy and a doomy uh, prospect for Zimbabweans. And it, this will unfold as Zimbabwe uh, uh, goes towards the elections that are coming uh, later in the year. Sure.
Now, this is also going to be a momentous year in Zimbabwe as the country will be heading to the polls uh, this year. What do you think, uh, Dr. Mpofu, will be the outcome of this election? Some are already uh, saying that uh, they will not be free and fair due to the fact that President Munangagwa was in Mugabe's government uh, when all the vote-rigging allegations surfaced uh, over the years. That is exactly what I mean, that uh, the people that have uh, usurped uh, uh, the reins of power in Zimbabwe have no reputation for democratic practices. Uh, President Nangakwa is uh, someone uh, that has actually previously stated that he was trained to kill. What he knows is to kill. Uh, Perez Shiri, who is now a minister, is a man who called himself, himself Black Jesus and uh, said he specialized in sending people to hell. Sure. So when such personages are in power and the elections are coming, you tend to shudder and to fear what uh, the process will be and what the outcome will be like. That's what makes Zimbabwe a scary place presently. <laughs> All right, you are listening to uh, Africa Dialogue here on uh, Channel Africa. Let's take a quick break. When we return, we will continue with our discussion. I'm an actress. I'm a motivational speaker. Born with albinism, um, the nurse first asked my mother, is your husband white? My mother said, no, why are you asking me that question? When I grew up, there was no publication of person with albinism disappearing, mm. being stolen. You see, it was happening, but there was no exposure as it happening now. Hi, I'm Pule Mulebati, the presenter of the Albinism Report, a program that demystifies myths and mysticism on albinism highlighting challenges and achievements of people with albinism. Tune into the Albinism Report on the following time, Monday, 5 past 9 in the morning to quarter to 10 Central African time, and from 5 past 10 to quarter to 11 Central African time, Tuesday at 5 past 2 in the morning to quarter to 3 Central African time. The Albinism Report, an enlightened narrative with me, Pule Mulebati, on Channel Africa from an African perspective. You are listening to Channel Africa, um, Africa Dialogue rather here on Channel Africa, the voice of African Renaissance. And today we ask, uh, what does uh, this year 2018 have in store for us and how is it possibly going to pan out? Before we took a break, we were talking about what we can possibly expect in Zimbabwe in as far as uh, political developments are concerned. Let me bring you in here, uh, uh, Professor Guto. Do you agree with uh, Dr. Mpofu that we are not necessarily going to see a free and fair election in Zimbabwe uh, due to the fact that uh, President Mnangagwa was in Mugabe's government uh, all these years? What do you think is going to happen? Well, to start with, I would like to say that uh, the removal of or pushing out President Mugabe was not just a typical military coup. And I think that there were other elements. First of all, the ruling party decided it should be removed. The people came to support part of the military that had indicated that he should be asked to resign. 
And therefore, it is not a typical military coup, which is more complicated than just calling it a military coup. But at the same time, the military played a role and will continue, in my view, to play a role in Zimbabwean politics. The question which was raised earlier on about uh, Lesotho needs to be sorted out, and we hope that we can all participate in trying to help Lesotho to have a proper constitution and proper elections. Otherwise, it will be every year Lesotho will have a problem on the continent, and we try to intervene, we try to have mediators and so on, but they are not solving the problem. Sadly, I would say for Africa in 2018, we are, as Africans, very, very unhappy and angry about the statements by the U.S. President uh, Donald Trump. He is a racist, in my view. He's a sexist, in my view. He's a xenophobe, in my view, and a warmonger globally, in my view. So as we talk as Africans, we should not just deal with Africa as Africa, but Africa as it relates to the rest of the world. And the U.S. is a problem, and I hope that we can combine with all the non-white U.S. population to really make sure that Donald Trump shuts up or leaves the office is damaging the world. All right, let's change tack a little bit here and focus on another country, which is Kenya, a major economic player in East Africa. Mr. Ndou, President Uhuru Kenyatta will continue leading this country after winning that controversial election. What do you make of him as a leader of the country and the tensions between him and the opposition leader, Raila Odinga? Not good for the country or does it signify a maturing democracy, uh, uh, Mr. Ndou? Well, I think um, if you look at the developments in Kenya, especially when we look, we're looking at the elections, uh, it was quite exciting to see how both uh, candidates were actually doing their best to campaign during the elections. But what is actually uh, more interesting is that both candidates have a very, very good uh, political history, as their parents were also involved in political activities, and they were also rivals. But I think what is very much disturbing in Kenya is that even though one would celebrate the, the, the vibrancy of the election campaigns and uh, the mood in Kenya, uh, one will then get disturbed with the manner in which politicians themselves would then behave uh, after elections. You would know that even though uh, President Uhuru has won, he, he is not enjoying any form of legitimacy, especially on the part of the opposition in the main, the Orange uh, Party, which is being led by Rela Odinga. You would also recall that... Uh, Rela Odinga was also making an attempt 
to have his own uh, inauguration as another president of the Republic of Kenya. And you then note, as, as claimed by other members of um, other political parties, that uh, Mr. Odinga was also using uh, 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 tribal lines in order to influence his coming back, back into the mainstream of political polity. And that is very, very uh, uh, bad on my side, because if you look in Kenya, you have got seven main tribes, but in the main, you've got 42 tribes. And if you start to, uh, pushing an agenda that is moving along ethnic or tribal lines, that is also a receipt for disaster. Sure. And that is exactly what one would not expect. But I think now Kenya has a huge responsibility to ensure under the leadership of Kenyatta that they bring together all the people of Kenya and bring one strong, united Kenyan society and ensure that they actually break the chains of the different tribes and build a united uh, Kenya. All right. You, but let, 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 me, let me cut you there for the interest of time. Uh, Dr. Mpofu, how does uh, President Kenyatta win back the trust of the Kenyan people, especially those that voted for uh, Raila Odinga? Um, I, I think we need to use uh, that Kenyan case study to actually look at Africa because um, all these countries of ours have problems of uh, a crisis of um, legitimacy where uh, political parties and politicians uh, have actually not uh, managed to achieve adequate political legitimacy and acceptability. And this is connected to the failure of the project of nation building in Africa, where elections continue to be ethnic census instead of being uh, democratic processes. And that's really not a specifically Kenyan problem, but an African problem, because at every election, people retreat to their clans, they retreat to their tribes, and they retreat to pre-colonial histories that cause um, a lot of conflict. And this can be linked uh, with uh, what uh, uh, Professor Gudo has just said, that um, we continue to lend ourselves as a continent uh, to insults and to stereotypes that are constructed by bigots uh, like um, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, we should be called out and told to stop uh, being racist and bigots. But also Africans should do the homework of stopping to feed into these stereotypes and condemn these letters that uh, Africa continues to be given. Dr. B- B- Professor Shadraguta, what do you think? Uh, let me just state that um, I was born in Kenya. My ancestry is in Kenya. Sure. And I was a lecturer at the University of Nairobi until 1982 when the Khan regime in Kenya under Daniel Arabmo forced me to exile. 1983, I was a lecturer at the University of Zimbabwe and Robert Mugabe threw me out in 1988. So we are dealing here with countries where I'm very close to. But to answer your question in terms of Kenya and the future of Kenya, I think that uh, President Uru Kenyatta is really a very weak politician. There is no 
Kenya African National Union, the ruling party from independence that his father was the leader of. In Kenya today, even Raila Odinga does not have a real party. Uhuru Kenyatta doesn't have a real party. These are coalitions of people getting together to get power. And it is going to be very difficult to predict where these countries are going to go. But one hopes that we don't have violence in Kenya as we had in um, uh, before sure. in the last elections which were there where we had really a country breaking down. I think uh, Rai Lodinga and Uru Kinyata ought to say, let us move, up, you know, Kenya forward. And let us stop this nonsensical dialogue of which is the superior uh, ethnic group in Kenya. Kenya has over 40 different ethnic groups. And I think they all belong to Kenya. And if they don't govern it properly, people in the course are already organizing to say they want a course republic. In other words, a breakaway country. Uh, Kenya, there are people already talking of breaking away from Kenya and forming a Western, uh, Western Kenya a country. And if Uhuru Kenyatta doesn't govern that properly, Kenya will break into pieces. And I hope it doesn't, because that is where my ancestors are buried and where my ancestral home is. Sure. Now, let, let's talk about the South African politics here. here. Now, the governing party, the African National Congress, has um, spoken and um, has selected uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa uh, to be its leader. Why is there so much optimism about Ramaphosa, Mr. Ndo? Well, I think um, you'll recall that... Um, with the South African politics, there has been a lot of challenges um, uh, in the ANC under the leadership of President Zuma. Um, you, you will recall that even though the opposition has been pushing for President Zuma to leave office as the President of the, of the Republic, he also got the same uh, uh, opposition from the members of his own party. Outside the political space, uh, you have seen a lot of people in the civil society organizing themselves and marching for President Zuma to get out of office. And in the main, the issues that were raised that relate to, to, to President Zuma uh, is corruption, uh, which is in the main, and also the, 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 the general dissatisfaction with the way in which he conducts his, his governance, especially uh, as the head of state. The reshuffling of cabinets, which creates instability, the controversial appointment of senior government officials, 
uh, in the sense that people will claim that he would appoint people in order to serve a particular uh, uh, interest. And now we, uh, in Nazrek, when Cyril Ramaphosa was elected, you'll recall that before the conference he was going everywhere in the entire uh, country talk, talking issues uh, that relate to the fight against corruption, ensuring that there is unity in the ANC, and ensuring that the ANC goes back to its values and attracting those people that have actually abandoned the ANC. And in the main, the presence of Cyril Ramaphosa as the leader of the ANC opens a new chapter that says we are against corruption. We have to do things quite differently. And if you, if you were listening to his speech on Saturday uh, at the January 8th statement, he spoke about emphasizing time. And in South Africa, you would know that politicians in South Africa don't respect time at all. If the function has to start at 2 o'clock, it will rather start at 5 o'clock because politicians in South Africa are always late. And the presence of Ramaphosa brings in the new hope for South Africans and in the main for the ANC because they are preaching that they want to retain the lost uh, 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 ground and they want to bring in new or fresh hope to the members of the ANC and the South African population in general. Sure. But what we need to note also is that this is not going to be a very easy task because the challenges facing the ANC <coughs> will remain and it is the leadership of the ANC that must change the mindset of the members of the ANC so that they should do things better and much better. All right, we are going to take another short break. We will continue with our conversation after this. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective... Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French, and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunyenzovo, and you are listening to Channel Africa. We love Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Welcome back to Africa Dialogue here on Channel Africa, the voice of African Renaissance. And today we are talking about, we are asking the question, rather, what does the year 2018 have in store for us politically? Now, Dr. Mpofu, uh, Mr. Ndo, before we took a break, he was talking about what uh, Ramaphosa presidency mean for South Africa. Now, there are already talks that President Zuma might be removed before his term ends. Uh, do you think 2018 will end with President Zuma at the helm, uh, Dr. Mpofu? Um, I think the way uh, it has been structured uh, in the immediate history of South Africa, there will be massive uh, pressure to, to impeach or to recall or to relieve uh, President Zuma of uh, his uh, uh, position to make way for the... The, the, the dispensation of Cyril uh, uh, Ramaphosa that is uh, immediately impending. And I think, uh, in a way, 
South Africa can be celebrated for the example it has set in uh, being able to manage uh, change uh, without uh, violence uh, and without the messy uh, uh, activities and the developments that normally characterize um, change, political change in other African countries. I think Zuma is in a corner under pressure and there will be massive pressure to get him out. Now, on the other hand, uh, uh, Professor Guto, the main opposition of the Democratic Alliance seems to be disintegrating here uh, in light of uh, the Cape Town Mayor Patricia DeLille's debacle. What do you think, uh, what do you make of uh, this, uh, 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 Dr. Guto? Well, I think, first of all, that the opposition is growing stronger and stronger in South Africa. Uh, that is opposition to the African National Congress. So the challenge here for Philip Mahosa is to ensure that he unites the ANC. If the ANC is able or can be able to actually win the elections in, nine, in 2019, so that is one of the challenges in South Africa, that it is not only within the party that there are problems, it is also the strengthening of the opposition. For Cyril Amaphosa, I think one of the things he needs to focus on, he hasn't stated it yet, is to say, I will actually reduce the cabinet and the deputy ministers. Uh, and the money said there will go to developmental issues. We hear a lot of nonsense, nonsensical talk about rapid economic or socioeconomic development, but where is the money going to come from? We are talking about uh, subsidizing poor uh, children from poor families in the university, where's the money going to come from? It ought to come from cutting the cabinet into half, the deputy ministers into half. We will save a lot of money. Another area in South Africa which is practical is one of saying we should start discussing. I'm not saying we should implement, but discuss how do we account for two centers of power, that is parliament in Cape Town and the cabinet and the executive in Pretoria. It is very expensive to maintain those two. No one is talking about that. So in my view, these are sensitive but needs to be a discussion needs to start to discuss those. Otherwise, we are going in circles of talk, 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 but there's nothing we are doing to correct parts of the weaknesses we have in the South African governance system. Now, another surprising development was uh, that of uh, Dr. Makosi Koza forming her own party. Um, uh, do you think it was a wise move on her part, uh, Ms. Dandou? Well, I think, firstly, you, you, you would agree with me that um, 
Uh, our constitution allows anybody to to take a decision forming a party and not forming a party. But I think when you look at the formation of the political party by uh, Dr. Makhosis Koza, it was informed by uh, frustrations that I think she was observing within the party, but also it was quite an emotional situation. Firstly, you will recall that Makosi Koza represented those within the ANC in parliament who wanted accountability and in the main accountability on the part of the president. And at the same time, when she was raising all these issues, she was, she was then removed from being the chairperson of the portfolio committee. And in a very, very short space of time, she's being held before the disciplinary committee uh, in KwaZulu-Natal. And she's being held before the disciplinary committee by an illegitimate uh, provincial executive committee. And I think that brought a lot of frustrations on her and then brought this emotional decision. But I think in the main, if you look at the issues that Dr. Makosi Koza was raising, are the very same issues that ordinary members of the ANC and ordinary citizens in South Africa have actually been raising. To say that the president is supposed to be accountable and the ANC must act on wrongdoings within its ranks. What we need to do is to wait and see if indeed the party formed by Makosi Koza is going to be successful or not. But like all other, uh, many other parties that were formed in South Africa, they might face, uh, they have got their own challenges, and it might not be very, very successful political party. But the stance by uh, Dr. Makosi Koza remains and, uh, that there should be accountability on the executive, and at the same time, politicians and political parties must actually do the right thing. All right, uh, certainly there is a lot uh, that we are looking forward to this year. But uh, Dr. Mpofu, which country do you think is going to grab headlines, uh, politically speaking, uh, this year? Um, definitely afraid for Zimbabwe. I think it might be Africa's uh, next trouble spot if um, AU and SADC do not come in to monitor uh, uh, progress and ensure that uh, the promises that are being made by the Nangagwa regime are, are, are dead too. Uh, as I said before, uh, this is a junta that has a reputation for mass murder and large-scale political violence and that they are now in power case anyone who is aware of that history. I think Zimbabwe will grab uh, a lot of attention in Africa and the world at large. All right, uh, Professor Shadra Guta, as we wrap up briefly. Africa must move forward. Africa must begin to correct itself where we have been wrong, and we have started doing that. We should learn from lessons like Zimbabwe and so on. But at the same time, Africa must remain proud of itself and stop warmongers, sexist, racist, like Donald Trump trying to put Africa down. We shall say no. 
All right, uh, b- 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 thank you so much uh, for that. Unfortunately, that's all we had time for here on uh, the program. I would like to uh, thank all my guests uh, for having uh, participated on uh, the show. Tune in again to Channel Africa to catch another informative installment of African Dialogue. Remember, African Dialogue comes to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. You are welcome to interact with us via Twitter handle at Channel Africa, Facebook Book or you can simply SMS your views uh, to 0823325905. If you want to email us, do so at info at channelafrica.org. And for those of you who would like uh, to talk to us via WhatsApp, uh, you can do so by sending an SMS to 076300-3327. Until next time, it's goodbye for now.